888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about, you know, things like internet marketing, online business, blogging, traffic generation, social media, all that WWW stuff. I started this podcast to share what I've learned about internet marketing and what I'm still learning and to interview other experts who can help us along on our blogging journeys. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel, the internet marketing teacher from learningwithleslie.com, and I'm excited to bring you another interview today. This is actually a follow-up interview with Mitch Wilson, a very good friend who has built a, a solid blog, a thriving community, and a massive online business around a topic that he's very passionate about. He's the creator of sportschatplace.com, a sports website where fans can read insightful analysis and predictions, share their views, share their experiences, and above all, keep it real. I brought him on here today to talk about how he's grown, how his business has grown, to see where he is today, and to talk about what we can all do to enhance our blogging journeys. That's what we're going to talk about today. Mitch, thank you so much for joining me, man. How you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for having me back. Oh, not a problem. It's a pleasure to have you back. I was checking my archives, and I see that we... You were one of the first interviews that I did back on... It was posted on March 10, 2010. It was episode 6. We talked about some awesome stuff. I know some awesome things were happening with you in your business. And I'm excited to bring you on just to kind of follow up and see where you are. So It's amazing, it's, it's amazing how fast uh, things happen. Oh, uh, man. Time flies. Especially when you're having fun, huh? Yeah, it's, it's just an amazing... Uh, it's been an amazing journey that is... Uh, Still going at warp speed. Awesome, awesome. So, some people didn't listen to this, to that first interview the first time. We're not going to go through all the details, but let's kind of give a little bit of an insight into who you are and how you got to be doing what you're doing today. Yeah, the, the, the long and short of it is uh, in uh, July of 2008, I typed into Google, I was walking home from work and I said, you know what? I should start that blog thing that everyone tells me I should do because I had, I, I had a fondness for writing. I did a, like a, a joke newsletter picking college football games that mm -hmm. I used to send out to my friends. A lot of them said that I should just start one of those blog things. I typed into Google, how do I start a website? Within uh, three months, I had 3,000 uh, daily readers and uh, it has not stopped growing since. Uh, I went that back then, the site just covered college football. Since then, I've added um, experts that cover other sports as well. I cover more than just college football. We went from just the college football place to the sports chat place, and uh, we are moving to a whole nother level as well right now. So uh, a lot of exciting stuff. That really was the uh, short version, but uh, if you want to hear the long version, go back Leslie's to episode for you on another, uh, another podcast. <laughs> Learningwithleslie.com slash episode six. You can go and check it out. You want to check it out because it's some awesome stuff. It's very inspirational. Yeah, I should have started by asking this question because I like to ask a question at the beginning that just kind of gets people in it. Um, that question is this. You have Sports Chat Place right now. How much traffic are you getting to that site on a monthly basis? 
We get 650,000 uh, unique visitors a month and uh, about three to four million page views. And that number is growing. Uh, it's it's growing uh, by the you know year over year. When you look at um, because sports are cyclical and we have different seasons, um, you know that are more popular than other sports. But when you look at the chart tracks itself as far as the uh, shape of the graph, uh-huh. but the um, the level at which the graph is at is growing. You know, in just all the right ways. It's it's up. You know, uh, for example, last year football season. I was the first year, you know, we were up, you know, four thousand percent or something in football season after a year, uh-huh. and I was like, you know, at a certain point, you're not going to have these four thousand percent growths, and I was just hoping this year to do, uh, you know, I thought that forty percent growth was uh, was a real nice uh, number that we'd be looking at, but once again, we were about two hundred percent during uh, football this season. Wow, that's awesome. That that's good stuff. Now you 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 are blogging. Not just, you know, a lot of people start blogs about topics. They do the keyword research. They find a topic that, okay, maybe I can get interested in this and write a blog about it. You're, you're blogging about something you love. Yeah, I didn't. When I started blogging, I didn't know what keyword research was. <laughs> I didn't know how you got into Google. I didn't know what Alexa was. I didn't know what uh, PageRank was. I didn't even know what uh, indexing was. I didn't understand any of those things. And I'll tell you what, it's several years later, I might know those terms off the top of my head. I still don't know what a lot of the terms <laughs> are that people use out there. And uh, especially, you know, some of the newer terms and in terms because the size of my site and something that will, you know, I hope we get into in this interview is that when your site gets past a certain point, and I, I'll tell you guys what that point is later on, too, when we start talking about it, because I'm sure Leslie will ask. Oh, but yeah. um, you start talking to different types of people in different types of industries that just happen to tie into Internet-related industries. And those people have whole, whole different languages of, them, of, of their own, which none of which I understand either. <laughs> but um, when I first started, it didn't take me long to figure out. I didn't really know what I was doing. And uh, I joined uh, Yara Starek's blog mastermind. Uh-huh. I know Leslie's going to be starting up, uh, uh, doing a project coming up with Yaro as well. And I can't even tell you how much that program meant. And while Yaro refuses to take uh, much credit for uh, any for my success, he knows that what it did. You know, if, if nothing else, it certainly didn't bring me traffic. He certainly didn't write me checks or direct people to my site that were going to spend money. That would. But be what nice. he did is he saved me a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of book reading and things like that, teaching me how, um, what these terms were, which ones were important, yeah. what yeah. things were important, and how things generally work. And those are really in, in the most basic sense. And he, he did it in a format that I could um, do it on my own schedule because uh, you know I had, a, I had an iPod and I downloaded the podcast yeah. and I would walk to work and listen to it. Yeah. And and that's that's where we met. That's where we kind of you know got to know each other. And I saw what you were doing. You saw what I was doing. We kind of identified with each other a lot because we were the ones on the calls <laughs> all the time, asking a bunch of questions and, and and all that, so that we can learn how to do the things that we wanted to do. And it's just awesome to see how things have come along since then. Well, I think we knew back then that um, I think the same statistics apply to as to how many people start blogs. Yeah. 
how many people start websites and how many people finish and how many people actually are successful at it. And I think we identified at the time that it was you and, and me and maybe a couple of our other blog mastermind, uh, you know, classmates that were probably going to make it. And yeah. then others that we knew probably weren't going to make it. And, uh, you know, some other ones that might have made it, I don't know. You know, we kind of lost track of over the time. But I think that you can see, um, you know, it, it's pretty easy to tell, not necessarily right off the bat, but as as people start to work into it as to who's going to be really successful and who's not. And uh, I, like I said, it's not, I'm not 100% at guessing that, but I'm probably about 98% yeah, at I, guessing who's going to make it and who's going to not. I'm right there with you. I think the, the people that, you know, there are a lot of people that buy products online um, that's going to teach you how to start a blog or teach you how to do, how to drive traffic, and they just buy the product, and that's pretty much it. But then there are the few that buy the product. They, they, they watch all the videos. They, they download all the podcasts, if that's, what, if that's the format that it comes in. And they ask a lot of questions. You see them everywhere, and they're the ones that are asking these questions. And it's almost to the point where you're wondering, man, why is this person asking so many questions? But in my opinion, the more questions you ask, the better you get to understand the content. You're taking action. And when you take action, you start seeing things happen. And I think you're the perfect example of that. And, you know, it just gets me excited. And I know a lot of people are going to be going through my programs and other programs and all that stuff and just sitting back and watching things happen. And based on what you just said, I just want to encourage people to get in there, but not just get in there, but to take action and to be diligent in doing the things that need to be done, asking the questions. Don't, don't worry about being annoying. Just get the stuff that you need to get so that you can accomplish big things online. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that discourages a lot of people um, from joining some of these programs, and I, obviously this isn't something that uh, you and I discussed ahead of time or anything yeah. like that, it's it's paying it's paying for the program and everyone and nobody has money to do it. But I have to say, by by spending a little money, sometimes you save yourself a lot of money because Definitely. I would probably still be trying to figure some of these things out. Um, had I not spent that money up front and, uh, I have to, you know, and Leslie knows this about me. I didn't monetize my blog for a very (laughs) long time when a lot of people we knew people that aren't even blogging anymore because they they didn't take it. were all monetizing and, uh, I wasn't monetizing back at that time, but I have to say that, uh, that that course from from Yarrow and I know that become a blogger was not as expensive as the blog mastermind. Yeah. I know that I know that for sure. That course has paid for itself. I can safely say, <laughs> well, let's just say hundreds of thousands of times <laughs> over. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I don't want to turn this into a pitch, pitch fest for Become a Blogger no, or anything no, of that I, sort. I didn't want to do that but, either, but, but I just I, I can't stress like the importance of because it, literally, I'll, like if you guys leave a comment on this, I always comment back, but I will tell you, I had zero background. I didn't read any of Yaros was the first one that pitched me on something like that. He didn't personally pitch me. I watched his video that he pitched everybody else with, but <laughs> he was the only one who ever had pitched me on it because that's how remedial I was. Yeah. I hadn't even poked around the internet to, to have other people pitch me. That's how little knowledge I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's 
I, I remember, I remember vividly, I remember thinking, because, you know, you, we're talking about monetiz- monetization and, and starting early as opposed to starting late. And there are a number of different ways to do it. There are some people that will say you want to test your model and make sure that it's something that works. And that also does work. You went the exact opposite way where you built a, a, a blog, you, you established a following, and, and then you started monetization. I remember vividly thinking to myself and even asking you, there were a number of us urging you, dude, come on, you have a good amount of traffic, you can start making some money. And you were there like, no, I, I just, I just want to put this content out there. And you were so excited about putting this content out there that it was funny, it was interesting. But now looking at where you are today, it's just inspirational and I love it. Um, so, so let me ask this question then, just to kind of give uh, kind of a scale in terms of how, how, the, how things have evolved over time. Where are you now? I know it's not just you blogging. I know you have people working for you. I know you have a structure of uh, uh, an official business, and there's a lot more involved in your – it's not just a blog anymore. Can you no, kind of explain the structure of what you have online right now? Yeah, it's we're not just a blog anymore, and we're still evolving with the corporate stru- with the corporate structure right now. Yeah, um, we have a few different things going on. Firstly, it, I was um, I'm a one man show for the most part as far as running the actual business. Okay, and uh, it's not a control thing. It's not that I'm I'm afraid to li- relinquish control. It had nothing to do with any of those things. It's just the way that it evolved because I never set it up to be a business. I never set it up to be a partnership. Uh I never set up any of those things. I'm some guy that typed into Google, how do you start a website? (laughs) And so therefore I had no business plan. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened was, and like Leslie was, you know, just saying, and you know, I, Leslie was one of many people that said that. And I think that they, they meant it in in, in a good way. They weren't making fun of me that I wasn't. Oh no, not at all. They were just more like. I want to see how much you're going to make because I know you're going to make a lot of money. And uh, what happened was, though, is um, it's just other people that were reading my reading my uh, original site, which was just college football. It was uh-huh. the college football place. They were like, hey, can I write about basketball on your site? Can I write about this sport? Can I write about that sport? And I was like, sure. You know, go, you're all welcome to come aboard. And that's when, you know, we went from college football place to sports chat place. Yeah. But um, what's happened along the way is that I've had, you know, writers come and go um, for the most part. My writers are all paid at this point, though. Um, For a long time, my writers weren't paid because I've only monetized. And I know this this is going to sound crazy, but not this past September. The September before that was when I opened up my membership area. I did have a deal with an advertising agency before then. But the income from that was slight. I mean, it was re- it was small because I only had one agency deal. I had very few ad spaces on my site. It was barely enough to cover some of the um, expenses that I had going on at the time. Yeah. But it was only September of 2010 that I really started monetizing the site. So I did have um, some money that I had taken out and money that I had put in and things of that nature. So. I had people writing on the site, but it wasn't the reason why I wasn't paying them at the time wasn't because I was trying to withhold anything from them. The, there was no money to pay them. Yeah. And they didn't the the guys who write on my site currently, 
not one of them has ever asked me for money or one of them when they started has ever said, I want to be paid to write on your site. Mm -hmm. The only reason, the only way we got into the whole paying thing was once we did start making money, which was at the point to the level where I could afford to start paying people, which was five months after I started monetizing, uh-huh. um, I went to the lawyer and I had a contract drawn, drawn up exactly how they were going to get paid. And um, so we kind of had a deal. So they knew what was expected of them and what would affect their paycheck. But I still think that um, I know most of the guys that write on my site love writing about what they, what they write about enough. That if I didn't pay them a month, if something really happened and I didn't pay them, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen or it could possibly even happen at this point. They'd be fine with it. It's yeah. just, and I think those are the type of guys that you want writing for you, guys, women, whatever. Those are the type of people that you want working for you because you're a startup, you're a, brute, you're a bootstrapped company. You all want to be in it together. If you have those people that, you know, I need money, I want money, I, when are we going to start making money, all that stuff, it's just... It becomes a nuisance. And how many people do you have working for you right now? We have we have about 27 writers um, that write on the site, either either full time or part time. A lot of a lot of the guys just cover one sport, so they're not writing uh, year round. So they'll write a few months out of the year. So about 27 writers, give or take a few. We have um, three lawyers currently, two bookkeepers, an accountant, and uh, I work with four agents. <laughs> So, so there, there, there's a there's a structure behind this now. There are a number of people in different roles helping to grow the business that is Sports Chat Place right now. Yeah, what I'm over in this next week, and this is really a big week or a big couple of weeks for us at Sports Chat. I'm going to be adding three new people to Sports Chat, and they're all going to be in key. They're they're going, they're not any more important than any of the guys that write on the yeah. site. They're just going to be in pivotal roles. The first people that I'm actually going to bring on board to, to do more than content creation um, and as their key role. Even you know the guys who do content creation on the site now, the, some of the guys have more of a role. Like my guy who you know has been writing basketball the longest, Dan uh, Losey, he, um, he manages my basketball section for me, my NBA section. Kamal, who was my first soccer writer, manages my soccer section for me. Uh-huh. He doesn't manage the way the content's displayed on the site. He doesn't manage any of those things. What he manages for me is making sure that all the games are covered. Yeah. And and that's a really important thing. And uh, these guys are just committed, you know, and, and they're just committed because they love it. And uh, I think that, um, you know, I've always talked about the potential of the site since they came on, but I think also I've, I've, I've delivered, you know, it's not just talk. Yeah. Um, I don't, I never told them they'd make a million dollars after one year, but I think that at this point that they could see maybe after two or three years, they might. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they now, probably will. Now this is, this is something that I'm very curious about because it's something that I'm thinking about doing when it comes to my biology site, expanding and getting other people to contribute content. How do you manage all of those people that are writing on your blog? As far as um, who's doing what? Yeah, how, how, how do you manage who's doing what? How do you manage? Uh, yeah, first, let's deal with that. How do you manage who's doing what? All right, well, one of the, one of the positions that I'm going to be adding is like a, sta- a staff coordinator someone who does the scheduling and who also stays in touch with the guys better than I do. Okay. I'm not real good about staying in touch with everybody. We used to do a monthly conference call. We haven't done one in a while. 
So what we do now is about every other month or so, I try and get in touch with everybody on a one-to-one basis, and we talk on the phone for at least an hour and okay. talk about what's going on with the site, what's going well, what's not going so well. How can we make more money if that's what they want to do? How could they, you know, they they have something going on in their life. You know, how can we fill in that gap for them, you know, where maybe they need a little bit of time away, you know, that they can't commit as much time to the site. Yeah. So but the, the main source that we do it and we do it, you know, I know there are all sorts of programs and things out there, but we just use a simple Google document that okay. we all share. Um, I post the schedule now of all the games that are coming up over the next week or so. Uh-huh. And hopefully this, this new staff manager person will be handling all these things. And then simply when somebody starts an article about one of those games, they put their name next to that game. Uh, and then see. that way we know. So we don't have five guys writing about the same game. Everybody has, you know, we kind of work our way right down the schedule. Um, with some sports, some people like to cover certain teams, uh, certain conferences and college sports, whatever the case may be. We all have been working together, the bulk of us, for long enough that we kind of know where we're going. You know, everybody kind of knows everybody's next step. And it's, it's, it's nice that it works that way, but I think having that person to organize the staff yeah. because the staff is getting big now at this point. It's kind of like... It was fun that way, and I, 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 you know, the guys all know that they can call me. You know, if they need to talk to me, they have any, you know, I'm the guy to call. But um, as far as like the day to day, just organization of stuff, I'm gonna have somebody else doing that from now on. Okay. Now, in terms of when you bring someone on as a writer, is there some kind of a training that you put them through, or you just throw them in there and say, hey, go ahead and write for this game that's coming up? How how does that work? Just go ahead and write for this game that's coming up. And and has that worked well for you? I think for the most part. I think um, an, originally when, um, when we were a lot smaller and I was really a little bit more desperate for writers as we were expanding into more sports, yeah. I think that I was a little less choosy as to how I, how I uh, bring people on board. I turn away probably 10 people or more for every one person that I bring on. I, I get um, emails almost... Uh, daily sometimes, sometimes several a day, people that want to write on the site. Most of them I turn away. Um, I just think that, um, and, and you know this as, as, as well as I do, when you're building a business, um, you know, people can write all they want and talk, you know, you're, they're, they're a college professor or high school teacher yeah. can tell them that they're a great writer. <laughs> but the only thing that dictates what, who's a good writer, and maybe I said this in the last interview, is the public. And the public will respond to good writers. They'll Google Mitch's picks in Google. They'll yeah. Google Mitch's sports in Google. And when I see my writer's names in Google, I know they're doing something right. Gotcha. Someone coming in the door that has no following and no kind of background or anything like that, they're certainly not entitled to more than what my current people are, are making, you know, and that's yeah. what a lot of them expect. I think a lot of it has to do with schools these days. That's a whole other opinion yeah. probably for a whole other day of uh, because I think they're, the job market is so challenging that the schools are coaching them to try and say how much value they add to a company and how important what they do is. But uh for our team, um, we're a team, and uh, there's no one writer who's bigger than the whole team, including myself. Gotcha. Now, you say you turn away about 10 for every one person that you hire on as a writer. 
in that initial process of hiring them on as a writer, what do you look for? Because, yes, you can see after they're writing for, for a while how they're doing, how the audience is responding to them. But in terms of making that decision initially, what are some of your thoughts there? I think the ones that have, like, the ego, like I was talking about, those they're almost automatically eliminated okay. unless um, they were just trying to show me a piece that, you know, that showed that they had some kind of personality okay. from that we can usually work with. But most of the guys, um, we're looking for guys who are team players. Yeah. Um, we're not looking for the guys who want to pick and choose. Um, I love writing about the big game. I do. And, and the readers expect me to write about the big game. <laughs> yeah. um, I've earned that. You yeah, know, I, I feel that a lot of my other guys have earned that too. And Sure, everyone can cover the big game, but we all got to cover the lousy games too. Yeah. I cover some really miserable, miserable games. <laughs> um, I do. And it's for the, I take one for the team, and I take more than one for the team. Last Friday, I wrote 24 college basketball articles in one day. Oh, my word. There's, there's some lousy games in there. Lousy. 24 in one day. Now, this doesn't sound, like, this doesn't sound like something you're doing part-time. <laughs> no, I, this is... My, this is I, it's been a couple of years since I was able to leave the house to go to another job. I just don't, you know, there's just not enough hours in the day to do something like that. Wow. So this is something that you're fully immersed in. That's, that, that's interesting to see because, you know, there's, there's a, a, a lot of people that are preaching passive income and I preach passive income too. And I think that it's good to have passive income. Um, and, and when we think about blogging and online, we tend to think that there's not necessarily a lot of work that goes into it because, you know, anybody could start a WordPress blog or anything of that sort. But it, it, what I've seen is the people that are doing well are the people that have put in the work. They, they might be still putting in that work. They might even plan on continuing to putting that work until who knows when. But it does take a lot to get a, a serious business going. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I put the work in and I still put the work in and I'm bringing these other people on board to alleviate some of these other things yes. that that um, that I do on a daily basis. But um, it doesn't mean that it's going to, you know, it should lighten my load maybe at night, you yeah. know, and maybe like less hours from, uh, you know, I work, I mean, ridiculous hours, but and I, it may lighten that up some and it should lighten it up actually a lot because a lot of the work will, of, that I'll be doing, a lot of it will be be back in the day but what it's going to do it's going to allow me to move on to other projects stuff that we have i have a list of 20 25 projects that we want to do yeah um and things that we've you know we've started doing things that we've talked about things that we've you know drawn out with the tech guy things that the tech guy has started doing that we just haven't gotten around to finishing and the reason why we can't finish is because it's tough for me to be writing 24 articles a day managing the staff doing the payroll um starting up an affiliate program managing a premium membership site doing yeah. all that stuff myself i need to be able to work with um the tech guy. I need to be able to work with some other people that we need to bring on to finish off some of these projects. And in order to do that, I need to create more hours for me that I can spend on that. And the exactly. only way to do that is to take hours that I've allotted to other things and, and to move it over. You know, and, it, and it's interesting how that works when you first start a blog. You know, there's all these things that you want to do, and but you can't afford necessarily, unless, you, you know, you're rich. Um, you can't necessarily afford to get people to do the things to lighten up your load. So in the beginning, there's a lot of you doing 
all these different tasks. And as your business grows and as you start get, getting an income, you can start outsourcing these different tasks, lighten your load, and then you can be more effective and accomplish much more online. And that's, that's definitely something that I love to see. Um, I love that it's happening with me. I love to see that it's happening with you, and I know it's happening. With, it's going to continue happening with you on a, on a big scale. So that's, that's just awesome. Now, definitely one of the benefits of doing what you're doing today is that you know, you're getting a, a good income from it. But I think it's much more than just income. As you've grown your blog, as you've grown your business, can you talk about maybe some of the opportunities that have come your way? Not, it, it could be monetarily. It could be something else. But certain interesting things that has happened as a result of you doing what you're doing? Well, I think just when you're, I think when you're, um, I think when your when your blog reaches a certain point, yeah, that your your life changes. There's no, there's no, uh, there's there's really nothing more you could say about it. It's just it is what it is, and people can say they've had a life changing event or or anything like that. But this is something totally, you know, at least for me, it's something I never expected and I never uh, planned on happening. But it just it, it did happen, and you know, I I do get a lot of opportunities, but because so much of my life is um, is surrounded by by work. A lot of these opportunities have to do with you know with the actual business and people that I can do business with now. Yeah. That um, when I was just a you know when it was you know the the way I try and describe it to people is that I used to be Mitch's blog. Now we're Sports Chat Place Ltd. Yes, you know it's yes. just a different animal these days. And uh, you know I was able to go to Affiliate Summit West. Uh, you know I got. A, pass to that and I'll probably be going to more of them and I'll probably get more passes to them. I was able to meet like a lot of people who are really interested in uh, doing business with me, coming up with creative solutions for, um, you know, in income streams that I never even thought about, yeah. you know, because I haven't had time to and I didn't. And to be honest with you, I don't know enough about this, but now I'm meeting with experts in these different income streams and they just by me having the traffic, by having the blog, by having the demographics that visit my site. I'm automatically eligible and they're willing to do the work, you know, to the, a lot of the work. Uh-huh. And uh, we're, we're all going to make, a, make um, good money off of it, we hope. No, no. Well, we more than hope. We know. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, I mean, I, we don't count our chickens, but uh, we haven't had too many massive failures. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, now, you mentioned, and it's along the same lines, but you said that there's a certain point. Um, and you can tell us specifically what what that point is um, when when things start to open up. What is that point? I think it's two hundred thousand unique visitors a month. Okay, I, and I know it's a big number for a lot of people out there, but it really isn't. Um, it happens really fast when you get past that um, tipping point. Thirty thousand. Okay, I'd say once you get past that one thousand a day. Now you've learned something and how to get to that thousand a day because it, the hardest part and you know anyone anyone out there who has ever started a blog the hardest part is getting from zero to ten uh-huh. of, get, of real visitors uh-huh. and then from ten to a hundred and a hundred to to five hundred and five hundred to a thousand once you're at a thousand that means more than likely you're indexed pretty yeah, well in yeah. Google to get to that thousand and and you know other search engines as well. I get pretty good traffic from Bing these days, believe it or not, too. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, 
it's, uh, you know, and other sources too. people picking up my RSS feed and putting it on their site and, you know, just all kinds of weird things, yeah. you know, I framing in my site and they kind of like make a frame with their ads around it. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. it's bringing traffic to my site and people bookmark my site from that. But I think when you get to that 200,000 mark now, I talked to a major agency um, last well, actually, it was early. What's today? Is is Monday? So it was. Um, it was last week. It was last um, maybe last Thursday or Wednesday. I talked to one of the really large agencies on Mad- a Madison Avenue, uh, you know, New York agency, and they told me that they take people with uh, you know twenty to thirty thousand a month. And there, I was surprised, you know, by those numbers because I know when I had those numbers. I wasn't getting any, yeah. you know, any return emails. I, I was always contacting agencies because I was always really interested in CPM advertising. Yeah. Now you you say two hundred thousand what two hundred thousand what just so that we clear unique visitors unique visitors okay a month awesome awesome now I, I know it's a, it's like I said I know it's a big number it's it's a real big number but when you get there and then you look back a couple of months later you will say to yourself. You won't even think of that as a big number. <laughs> You'll be on the next number. And uh, this week on Entrepreneur's Journey, I'll plug it. Uh, you know, Yara, I, Yara, he's behind on, on when he publishes the article. I wrote the article a while ago. Yeah. But he's going to publish it <laughs> that on Friday. And I talk about that, that like when I first got 3,000 visitors, you know, I was like, wow, that's a lot of traffic. And even people would say to me, you know, that's a lot of traffic. And now it's like, you know, I do that before I get a cup of coffee in the morning. Wow. Yeah, that that that's it, it's awesome. But it, you know, it makes sense because the more if you have good content, the more people come and see your site, the more they're gonna share it, and then it's just like this, it, like we said, like a tipping point where once you have a certain amount of eyeballs on your stuff and they're sharing it, it'll just continue growing as long as you're delivering good content, as long as you're giving good value. It's just that's just yeah, the way well, it goes. I think also, and you know, one of the areas that I'm working on is, you know, has has something to do with this. I would like to talk about it a little more in depth after this. But the um, w- what I found is that you know, as um, we, you get the traffic and you can put a little bit more money in, yeah. when you're making money off of the site, you you don't feel as bad about putting. Um, the money in like what yeah, I used yeah. to think was a ridiculous like something that was way out like you know someone would quote me twelve thousand dollars on a template you know when I was a beginning blogger <laughs> so, yeah. you know it just wasn't gonna happen now it's like you know you know now it's that would be a starting point is 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 basically where you're at so as your site begins to grow as you have different income streams that you can use because of the large amounts of traffic then you can pour that money back in and as you pour that money back in your site will be more valuable and more people will want to come by and it it all just it all just continues to build but the, the bottom line is that we, you know, I didn't start like that and I know Leslie didn't start like that either. The way that you start is you start with 10 bucks, you type into Google, yep. you get yourself a domain name, you get yourself some content out there, you get yourself into a pattern of, of building content and over time, everything else will take care of itself. There's more than one way to do it, but the, one, the way that I don't believe in doing it is just dumping thousands and thousands of dollars yeah, yeah. with having no content. It makes no sense. And the, and the beauty of the internet is that anyone can just get started with next to nothing. I mean, when you compare $10 for a, a domain name, $5 a month for hosting, that's much less than 
buying a, a an office or renting an office space or anything of that sort the 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 barrier to entry is much lower today than it has ever been and that's exciting stuff it is exciting and it's like even you know add on the coaching program like i said that i needed and you know i think most people most people would benefit from it um even then you know you're still talking you know 15 dollars on the you know domain name and hosting so that comes to 50 cents a day per month yeah and then you know the coaching program the one that i was in was in three dollars so you're three dollars and fifty cents a day and you know you're not always going to be paying that coaching program. It, it does end yeah. over time. And by the time it ends, more than likely it will have paid for itself or be very, very close to it. Um, at some point it will pay for itself. But you're talking $3.50. I know people spend more than that on a cup of coffee. Definitely. Now, you know, we're talking big numbers and they sound great. Some people are listening to them and they're intimidated. They're like, man, this Mitch guy is crazy. 200000 um, but let's talk a little bit about traffic. I, w- I want to talk about mindset also, but let's talk a little bit about traffic. How do you get your traffic? How, how has your traffic come to you over time? And how, has that, tra- and how, that has, how has that changed over time also? Well, I think, that, I think it's gotten easier over time. And the reason why it's gotten easier over time is because more people out there have my site bookmarked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the more people that have your site bookmarked, that's automatic daily visitors. Now, those aren't unique visitors, unique monthly visitors, but those are visitors which if you're if you have CPM advertising, they all pay the same. Yeah. So, you know, that that's a a very, very good thing to have um, are returning visitors because those returning visitors will give you traffic. That traffic will uh, it just seems that Google and all these other things, they, they might not say that traffic has anything to do with anything, but I, I have to think that it does. Oh, definitely. It gains popularity and you know everything seems to be tracked on the internet. It's just a building process all, all the way around. And uh, I'd say I get you know, a lot of my traffic from search engines. I get a lot of it from referrals. I've never done any advertising in any marketing. And one of the positions that I'm going to be adding this week will be an affiliate manager and marketer for my for my um, sportschatplace.com premium edition. And then we're also going to release an add-on to the premium edition called Premium Edition Plus. Ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's, that. You know, it's, it's what my audience asked for. It's what my members asked for. So uh, I was able to do it. Um, we were afford to, you know, we can now afford to, to build on things and, and to do that and uh, to come up with a way to do it that was still kept it at a reasonable price to the, uh, to the visitor. So yeah. uh, we know that it's not going to take many memberships to pay for uh, what we've put in. And um, I think that's always the beginning. I always say if I can make a dollar, I'll put a dollar in, but I need to make a dollar and one back. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's rare to get uh, you know, eat that even dollar back. I think I'd be, I'd be willing to accept that on, you know, if I had other income streams as well, but I've yet to find that. Most things are either a winner or a loser, and if you're in something that's a loser, trust me on this one, everybody and Leslie and anyone that says, get out. You know, <laughs> that's, there's, no reason to, there's no reason to beat it in. It's not going to turn around. You know, I wouldn't totally eliminate it. I just wouldn't put any more money into it. It just um, what you think might be a great idea. Some of my very best ideas have been some of the biggest losers. Yeah. And some of my um, some of the ideas that happen to just be um, something that I just put out there because I needed a placeholder or, um, you know, we were just looking for something to, to 
put in this spot, you know, in the meantime, because it was a, a place that we had built in our, in our framework of the structure of the blog. And it turned out to be the most popular thing. Wow. Uh, it's crazy how it works that way. Um, you know, my MMA writer, for example, wrote, um, he, he's very, very serious about MMA. He's very, very passionate about it. If you ever read our MMA section, uh, the UFC is one of our really big sponsors. Okay. And uh, our MMA writer, uh, Don Livingston, he, he takes pride in how much he knows about mixed martial arts and all the, not just the UFC, but all mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, there was a time there was a lull in between cards and he decided what, to write what he was called a fluff piece about, um, he wrote one about a ring card girl and he wrote one about uh, one particular guy in uh, MMA that, you know, usually has some rumors flying about him. Uh-huh. The, one, the rumors about the MMA guy has done about, 800,000 reads on it. Oh, and the, man. Uh, the one with the ring card girl has probably done maybe half a million. Wow. You know, it's interesting. That's why I think it's so important to just put things out there and test. Uh, yeah, absolutely. See how it goes. It might just be a simple idea, but it might pick up. I mean, people might catch on to it and love it, and that might do better than the things that you spent so much time working on because you thought that this was going to be the hit. Don't force your ideas on the public. The public will let you know what they want. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's talk a little bit about mindset because I, I believe that the number one reason why a lot of people do not survive online when it comes to building a blog, building a business, is because they don't have the right mindset. Can you talk a little bit about what you think is essential in terms of the mindset that you need to have in order to accomplish big things online? I think number one is you got to have patience. I think that, um, you know, what's a, you know, you have to be really, you have to take your successes and, and your failures, you know, that's all part of the game, but you need patience, especially at the very, very beginning, because okay. if you, um, if you build your blog, expecting that you're going to be making, you know, $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month, $10,000 a month. All I want to make is $500 a month. Yeah. Anything like that. And you're expecting to make that in your first two weeks, first month, first five months, first six months, first year, you're going to be very, very disappointed. And you're, because it may happen. It can happen. I know yeah. Leslie made money really fast. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he took a little different approach than I did, but, um, and that's fantastic. But most people are, are not that fortunate. And most people, it's, you know, they think they're going to monetize because uh, I know Yarrow says, and, you know, he's the only one that I really know. He says, you know, because I, I don't, people like they mentioned all these Internet entrepreneurs <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know who any of them are. I still don't. And um, but I know Yarrow used to say when you have 500 visitors, you can consider beginning monetizing. Yeah. But I honestly believe it's much, it's a much bigger number than that. Okay. I think Yaro is one of the best inter, um, affiliate marketers um, in the business. I'd say he's probably in the top 10 out there altogether. And he could, mo- he could monetize with 500 people. I honestly don't think that most people can. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, there are different ways of looking at that. Um, and I've seen people do it both ways and be successful. I've seen people do it both ways and be unsuccessful. Um, so it, it, I, I think a lot of it comes down to finding what works for you. 
Yeah, I think so, too. I think one of the things that I wanted to mention, you know, before the interview's over, before we really hit, um, you know, the fluff piece at the end, yeah. is that I just wanted to say that, you know, I spent a lot of time on my site building traffic. And I'm not talking about a lot of time like, you know, oh, I wrote an article a day for, you know, three months or something. We write 11, 11 to 12,000 articles a year at Sports Chat. Oh, my word. And we've never concentrated on anything else but traffic. Uh-huh. Everything else, the, any um, monetization has all just been a byproduct of the traffic. And it's been, we've, you know, we have uh, CPM advertising from a few different agencies. And that's just, you know, it just, it pays per impression of the ad. But those impressions are, are all based on traffic. Then um, we've never marketed our premium program anywhere except directly on the site. Yeah. So the only way that you would even know that there is a sportschatplace.com premium is if somehow you got to Sports Chat Place, and then maybe you might know there's a sportschatplace.com premium. Yeah. So we haven't done anything except work on traffic, and it's been you know since we, since we started. And something that I'm doing right now and why I'm bringing these other people on to handle some of these tasks is – I'm going to meet with just like I met with, you know, just what well, I didn't meet with, just like I learned from from the very best or, you know, from who was the best for me. Well, the only one I knew, right, Yarrow <laughs> and, you know, classmates like Leslie, we helped each other. Yeah. And uh, we stuck with the winners and, and Gideon Shawick and the guys who kind of encouraged us to do what we wanted to do. But, you know, and and. And let us know that it was okay that if we didn't make money today, you know, that if you continue to do what you're doing and you do what you love and you don't even think about it, it will all just work itself out. And and it really does. But I think at this point where I'm at is that I don't have, you know, obviously everyone could use more traffic. You know, I I really hope that um, my next interview that uh, I I do, um, you know, whether it be with Leslie or, or anybody else, that I can say, you know, I do over a million unique visitors a day. That's, you know, that's the holy grail for me at yeah. this point. I know, you know, for some people it was 500, you know, maybe for, I think for me back then it was 500, then it was a thousand, mm-hmm. then it was 10,000, you know, but it, it, now it's a million for me and that's the number that I want. But more importantly right now is that I need to maximize, and this is no matter how much traffic you get, you need to maximize what you can get out of that traffic. Um, it's it's so important that I have all these people coming to my site, but I think that I have not maximized uh, the potential of my site because I've never met with anybody who's an expert in that um, field who can tell you by putting your ad two two pixels higher, yeah, you would have a eighty five percent better conversion rate. Or if you took out you know two paragraphs of this and just had a couple of sentence or uh, three bullet points. You would sell a hundred, you know, while you're selling ten now, and you know, the conversion rate, things of that nature, things that I've, I've never even, I mean, Leslie's never heard me say those words before. I <laughs> know that much because I never have. Um, but now that now it's time, you know, I think I've gotten to that point mm-hmm. where it's like, it, it's there's only so much grinding we can do with traffic. Our traffic is going to grow now organically. We know that. Yeah. You know. We're at a point where we're comfortable with that our with our growth pattern and the way our traffic's growing and what we're doing and that it's coming from multiple sources. But right now we're like more looking into into like things like landing page optimization. We're looking more into um, you know just general blog structure of an ad placement and you know then also um, 
associating the right affiliate ads um, because we want to get more into affiliate marketing as well, something that we've never done, um, get more into affiliate ad advertising and finding what is the right affiliate for this section of my site because like I said earlier, my whole site is going to be changing shortly yeah. and we'll have a whole different audience coming in along with the audience that we have now, which will open up more opportunities, but we need to make sure that we we are we're using those opportunities instead of just hoping that people are going to stumble across uh, you know these things that we put them in a place that I mean they're there anyway we might as well do it right and yeah. I I know stuff like this is uh, you know it's it's probably well beyond where a lot of the listeners here are but uh, that's where we are and uh, you know it's it's um, it's not cheap but I think that uh, that's something that will probably pay for itself definitely okay so. In terms of the mindset that it takes, number one, you said uh, you have to be patient. You have to stick yeah, with it absolutely. And, and continue going even when things are difficult and it doesn't look as if things are going well. You have a game plan. Stick to that game plan and be patient. Number two. As long as it's content generated, as long as it's content driven. Okay. If it's not, if it's, if it's not content driven then I would, I would abort the game plan. So, so, for example, I could spend all day, every day on Twitter and Facebook just talking about stuff and uh, tweeting, tweeting the day away. It, that's not productive. <laughs> no, no. But I'll, give you a, I'll, give you, I'll give you another example. And anyone out there that has a sports blog, I'm giving you a, a gift here. Okay. Um, if you've made it this far in the interview. <laughs> a lot of people that start sports blogs think that stats – um, statistics and scores, um, standings, things of that nature are really important to have on their site. Uh -huh. It's not important to have on your site. There are other sites that do a really, really good job of that, like ESPN and Fox and CBS. They have a lot more money than you do, yeah. and uh, they're going to always do a better job of that than you do, no matter what you do. So why would you compete against them? There's no written law out there, and probably your own internet behavior um, I know my internet behavior and I know my wife's internet behavior and, you know, I, I could speak for a lot of other people that I've seen use the internet. Uh -huh. They don't just go to one, people don't just go to one website. They go to a variety of websites and even every day they go to a variety of websites. So, uh, you know, there's no reason to think that just because they're going to ESPN or Fox for their stats doesn't mean they want to, they don't want to read, um, your sports article on your site. And it's the same for any other business, um, and any other internet topic that you don't want to compete with the um, with, with the industry leader. What you want to do is you want to um, you want to use what you have that they don't, and that's you. Um, ESPN doesn't have Mitch's pick on the Texas A&M Missouri game. Only Sports Chat Place has that. Awesome, and you know that that's something that I'm I'm hearing a lot. Uh, because no one has my personality. No one has your personality. And if you infuse your personality into even a, a, a very competitive niche, it's different because it's you. And I yeah, like that. It's, it's so important. I think, you know, you stick with the winners. You get the expert advice. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, your success uh, of your blog is going to go by, by you. And... Um, it's not going to go by any stats or anything, you know, because you could find that anywhere. It's not going to be by stuff that you can find anywhere. It's yeah. like you're not going to present it in a way or put it in a place where people are going to come there. Maybe a few people might because they really like your site for some other things that they're there for. And, you know, I have that at my site. I have a scoreboard and I have stuff like that. Yeah. But I certainly didn't put any money at all into my scoreboard. My yeah. scoreboard's a free widget. 
It's the only widget I have on my entire site. It's the only free thing I have on my entire. It's the only thing on my whole site that's not custom built. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're coming up to 51 minutes, so we're gonna wind this up. Um, but I think I pulled three tips out of what you said. Be patient, number one. Number two, this is another one that you mentioned in passing, but no matter what level of traffic you have, maximize what you can get out of that traffic. Um, number three, the third tip that I'm going to put in there is what you just said. Don't compete with the industry leader. Use what you have and they don't, which is you, your personality, and all that stuff. Last, last and final question for you, Mitch. What is your ultimate dream? What do you want to see happen with Sports Chat Place? And I'm talking about dreaming big. Ultimately, this is what I would love. What is that for you? Well, there's, there's, <laughs> I, have, um, I have a few things that I would like to do. Number one is um, we've, you know, when I first started Sports Chat Place, I didn't really intend for it to be mostly sports picks. Yeah. I wanted it to be more of a sports community and a mainstream sports site with a strong sports uh, pick and, and um, section. Okay. And I think that that's the direction that we're heading at Sports Chat Place. So everybody that comes there now and our, all of our readers and all of our loyal readers and guys who have been with me, I mean, and, and women and, that have been with me forever, you know, since the day I, I typed into Google, how do I start a website? They're still going to get what they get at the site. They're all, it's always going to be there. It just might be in a different area uh, of the site, but that section will always remain the same. I'd like to become more of a mainstream uh, site, and I'll tell you, I would I would I really would like to have a have a have a TV show. That you know, I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think a half hour TV program a week, or an hour, or a half hour twice a week, or something like that. Uh-huh. I just think that it, it, I, I'm not not an ego thing at all about it. I just think that it would be a. Uh, I think it would really be a nice enhancement, and I think it'd be something that our readers would really really like, and yeah. I think it would open it up to a lot of people that don't even know we exist, but I think that some of the partnerships I'm involved with, you know, that I'm offered up currently that I haven't, uh, that, you know, we haven't closed the deal on. And I think, you know, a lot of the other projects we're involved in, I think we're going to bring in a, just a massive audience this year alone. And, uh, maybe it'll open those opportunities up. Well, that's awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me, to share a little bit with my audience. Mitch, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And I, I really, you know, um, leave a comment on this and I will I answer all comments. Leslie knows that. Definitely. And uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to help everybody, I'm certainly not a blog uh, consultant and I'm not uh, an, an expert like a lot of these other guys are out there. But uh, I, I do know what works. And, uh, you know, I can't uh, analyze your blog or, you know, tell you what you're doing right and wrong or introduce you to an agent or anything like that. <laughs> but, uh I can't tell you, you know, without even looking, add some more content and you'll be surprised with the results that you're going to see. Awesome. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening in. I know you got a lot of value from that. If you're into sports at all, check out sportschatplace.com. If you're not into sports and you just want to check out what he's doing, sportschatplace.com. As usual, I want to let you know that this uh, program was brought to you by my seven-day bootcamp course at sevendaybootcamp.net. Check it out. Learn how to build an online business. Learn how to set up your blog. Learn a lot of the things that we spoke about today. And um, that's all I'm going to say for this episode. So until next time, take care and God bless.
Two, four.